of the Just Boldly Go podcast. My mission in the world is to help moms who are tired of living mediocre lives create a life that they can't wait to get out of bed for every single day. This is the Just Boldly Go podcast, season three, episode eight. Today we talk to Lisa Zarotny, who is an organizational genius, and uh, we talk about a lot of amazing things, but mostly we talk about how to declutter and get rid of this stuff that's really just overwhelming you. Um, and her website is positivelyproductive.com. Uh, and yeah, just have a listen. So we have with us today, Lisa Zarotny, and she is, uh, I'll let her tell you. Feel free. Go ahead okay. and tell us exactly what you've got going on. Okay. Uh, you know what? I've gone over my title so many times, and, and the title is really not the thing, as you know, but I essentially call myself a productivity and organizing coach because that encompasses all the things that I do. Think professional organizer meets life coach meets productivity, time management, energy management coach. Perfect. So <laughs> I, you before we started the, you know, podcast interview officially, you mentioned that you started out as a professional in this arena, but you've moved away from that. Why did you move away from that? Like what caused you to change? Oh, that's such a good question. Cause I'm, I, if I think about it, I don't know if I moved away from being a professional organizer, but what I did was I moved into the deeper part of it, okay. the real crux of it. Cause I'm, oh, I'm that person who's like, let's not have small talk. Let's just have a deep conversation, sit down with me, have a cup of coffee and let's really get into it. And so I realized when the, uh, you know, we were working in a space in a very traditional way as a professional organizer, that what mattered so much was the head and the heart. And what was the underlying reason? That's what I always wanted to know. And when we could solve that, then we solved the clutter and we solved the habits behind, you know, getting organized and all those things. So that's, that's really what my shift was about. That makes a lot of sense. I know my mom's going to get really mad at me for saying this, but she hangs on to everything. And I know that it's, she's very sentimental and I'm not, I'm the complete opposite. I'm like, throw it out. And I, there have been a couple of times where I regretted it, but I think if she could understand exactly why she's hanging on to things, maybe she wouldn't hang on to things so much. So that's a good point. Like, you know, the why, because there's always a why, right? Like why Absolutely. You, you hang on to this stuff. And I'm glad you brought it up because there's so much, uh, that, that, that causes us to do what we do and the emotional reasons, the sentimental clutter, if you will, that people talk about all the time. That's one of the easiest ways to understand that there's a deeper reason behind it. And, and yeah, we all have different approaches to it. I think when we understand why we're doing what we're doing, we're much better off. Right. My kids are, uh, when I started my business, they were three, two and six months old. So it's been like 13 and a half years now, and they're much older teenagers. And we, I just did this a couple of weeks ago. We have, you know, you can see the bookshelf behind me and like two levels of it were all kids books. Yeah. Nobody touches them. 
and they're taking up space that I need for other things. So I went through them and it was actually probably the hardest thing I've ever had to do was get rid of books that my kids used to read all the time. So, but I did it. I, you know, I went through them all and then made a stack of, I don't know if you want to get rid of these, but we'll keep them if you want them and stick them in the attic. And just a stack of, we're getting rid of these. I'm not asking you. And I kept like their favorite, each one had a favorite book. So I kept those, kept a couple of special ones, but the stack that I was like, do you guys want these? Each of them maybe picked two books. And so if they don't need to hang on to it, I probably don't need to hang on to it was my thought process. I love that. I, you have a very, very good intuitive way to declutter because some of the awesome things that I see in that moment are that you involved them, number one. I think that's so important that we engage the other people in our lives in these choices, mm-hmm. that you understood that this um, set of books was taking up prime real estate for you in the life that you're living now. So you wanted to remove that, but not necessarily, doesn't mean getting rid of things. De- decluttering isn't always about getting rid of things. It's about making space for what's important, right? And so you did that and you, you found a few selections. So sometimes we can have what I call like a sample size, you know, or like a little, <laughs> little set of something because it does have meaning to you and you don't want to, you know, I want to say throw out the baby with the bathwater because it's such an archaic phrase. But the point is you don't want to let it all go unceremoniously without honoring why you had it in the first place. So there does need to be a balance. I think that was beautifully done. It was very scary. (laughs) I'm sure it doesn't mean it's not, it's it's hard. Yeah. Right. Because my oldest is, he'll be a senior next year and I'm going through all the emotions of like, I know it's a year away, but I'm already like, <laughs> just like, you know, momming it and like totally overdoing it. But yeah, so, so one of the things that I've noticed about myself, and I'm sure that it's not just me, is that when I feel like I'm stuck in one area, no matter what it is, like if it's work or if it's, you know, work for clients or work for myself or anything really, that when I, when I feel that way, I notice that my house is not as uncluttered as I normally like it. So I'll stop whatever I'm doing. And, you know, usually it's sitting there moping because I feel stuck (laughs) and I'll go and declutter the area that feels the most like I'm very, I don't know what the word I want to use is, but if I walk into a room and it's cluttered, I just turn around and walk right back out. Like I can't even deal with all of that stuff. So I'll figure out whichever area it is that's doing that to me and take care of it. And it feels like magic, like it magically unsticks. Even this thing that was not, not at all related to that area. Why is that? What is causing that? Is there like some psychology I'm not understanding or? Actually, for starters, and I firmly believe this, but I also believe that uh, psychology, um, there is a psychology to it that studies are showing the link between our anxiety and um, even potentially depression and clutter. And I think it's because we, we see it as not being related, but it absolutely is. There's a phrase, I'm kind of careful with saying it. I don't like carte blanche phrases, but it's something that makes you think where you're like, how you do one thing is how you do everything. But it's, it's just more of the idea that, that in this world that we live in, in this life that we have, a holistic is a real thing. It's a big picture thing. And there's a connection and uh, clutter in, in any capacity 
represents psychologically to us unfinished tasks. And it, 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 it up levels that stress where you're, right. you're immediately thinking, I have to deal with it, I have to deal with that. And when you are already overwhelmed or there's some kind of block happening, you're just exacerbating that level upon level. And so, I, yeah, you're right. It is magic. No, ultimately, it's magic. <laughs> <laughs> it's all magic, right? It's why, it's why I believe in it. It's why it's the first thing I talk about with everyone. Eventually, when we work together, we get into how to organize the space and how to create the habits that keep it that way. But the first level of order is always declutter. It's always to simplify it because we make things too complicated and we, we gravitate toward adding on when things aren't working. And that's why I say when life isn't adding up, start subtracting. It's not my phrase. I found it somewhere, but I, <laughs> no. I, 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 I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to tell everybody that one because it just makes so much sense. It really, really does. So what is your, like you said, when you start a project, the first stage is decluttering. What's your where do you start in the decluttering process? Like what's the first thing that you usually tell people? I think it's going to depend upon your situation. I guess the first thing would be what's the clutter? Because uh, there really is more to it than the physical. Now, what's great is that if you are unsure what to do next, you don't have someone guiding you, you're absolutely right. Go to a closet or a junk drawer or something and do that because that action will sort of prime the engine and get you going and make you feel better. Because you know how it is when you like clean out a closet and then suddenly you're breathing easier and then you purposely walk by it or go to get something out of it and admire your work. So, <laughs> so that's definitely something you can do on your own. But stepping back to understand which type of clutter it is. And I've identified a number and, you know, you can sort of identify your own, but essentially I think the categories include the physical clutter, but they also include digital clutter and um, information overload. I think that's a form of clutter, especially in a passive way with the society we have now, with with the technology we have now, we're constantly being pummeled with this is how you're supposed to do this, right? So understanding where the stress comes the most in that moment and what kind of clutter you're dealing with, that would be the first thing. And then from there, it's more of that pain point. And you mentioned this in in walking through a space that's like throwing you, Mm -hmm. where you say, you know what, that's bugging me the most. So sometimes it's, what's bugging you the most? Tackle that first. But if it feels like too much, you can also alternate and say, that is something I can do and get done today. And then I will have something checked off. I will have a task completed. And psychologically, that can be good. So it's going to depend upon your situation. But those are are, are like two options for how to tackle it first. It's funny that you say the one about, you know, the just checking things off. Because when you actually get things done, it does make you feel better. And then you get more done. It's just like a... Uh, I don't know, big wheel of goodness and you just keep getting things done. But I just saw this meme the other day that cracked me up. It said the thing I've been procrastinating for three months took me exactly 11 minutes to complete. And isn't that exactly how it is? Like you get in your head and you're like, Mm -hmm. I'll do it later. I'll do it later. I'll do it later. And then months later, you're like, that literally took me five minutes. Like, why have I been putting this off for so long? you were convinced that it was going to take something more than it would, or maybe, you know, perfectionism, right? The ultimate thing was, was telling you, you had to do it a certain way. And then finally you got to a point where like, I got to get it done. And you slapped it together and you're like, Oh, 
<laughs> wow, that took that took seven minutes and it totally worked. What the? <laughs> exactly. Why are we so dumb that we can't remember this stuff like normally? <laughs> We listen. I'm raising both my hands and telling you, I I do it too. And I thought for sure you'd bring up the the thing because I do this. So let's just everybody celebrate this one where you have something else you need to do and you totally put it on your to do list so you could check it off, right? Oh, absolutely. Like I already did that, but it's getting put on the list and I checked it off because I did it today. So absolutely, exactly. No, it's a good thing though. We need to celebrate (laughs) what we're getting done because our brains really are wired to, um, we close the loop and we forget. Yeah. So they're actually wired that way. And all we're thinking about is unfinished tasks, what's next to do. And so the more that we can bring it up. So think about something right now that you just completed because I, you know, if I ask you, what'd you do last week? You're like, you know, and, but if we really start to pull it out, then you, oh, wow. Yeah, I did do a lot. So celebrate it whenever you can. (laughs) Smart, very smart. All right, I'm going to take a break here in the middle and tell you about another thing that I offer. It's called Boldly Going, and it's a course for moms who are tired of just getting up and going through the motions every day and going to sleep just to do it again. Uh, It's designed to help you tame the chaos in your life. Uh, I have six individual modules that really help you identify what's going on in your life and slow down, reset, and make space so that you can really chase after the things that you're passionate about or if you don't even know what those things are yet uh, it gives you the room to start trying new things and find out what it is that you're passionate about keep in mind that the whole purpose behind everything that I do is to help moms understand that you have to chase your dreams right now so that your kids can learn how to do it you don't wait till they're grown don't wait till they're gone don't wait till you've lost yourself completely do it now You can access those at courses.justboldlygo.com. There's the six-week course. I have some mini courses. And I also have a course that teaches you how to design your own website. So again, courses.justboldlygo.com. Back to the podcast. So you mentioned digital clutter. And I think that that is something that is like, that's one thing that, you know, I did the 30-day declutter challenge for my Facebook group. And that was one of the things I hit on on three different days was get rid of the apps on your phone that you aren't using because mm-hmm. you download apps because you get a coupon or whatever. Every time I go to Joanne Fabric, I have to re-download the app because I want a coupon, but then I take it off because it just, I get annoyed with all their notifications. So mm-hmm. like that was one of them is get rid of that. Another was go through your friends list and the people who make you feel crappy you don't have, you don't have to unfriend them if there's like some reason you can't unfriend them, but at least unfollow them, get them off your feed. And then there was one more, I can't remember what it is at this point, but I, I think we don't, or we underestimate, I guess, exactly how much it bogs us down when people stress us out or circumstances stress us out and all, we could just not participate. (laughs) Just walk away from it. You don't have to do that right? You do not have to be involved. That's such a good point. Uh, And so the way that I describe it is, how about you do things on your terms? And I think that the 
issue with digital is that so much of it's passive. So a couple things you mentioned. So I love that. Yeah, download the app the next time. If you only go to Joanne's a couple times a year, whatever, then download it. The other option is um, I go in and turn a way to kind of declutter, if you will, is to turn off notifications like crazy. Yeah. Like that is the first step you take. You're like, download app, turn off notifications. <laughs> I will go in. Set yourself a reminder to go check it. Don't yeah. let them bug you. Um, you know, do things like that. You could, if you turned off all the notifications and you put the app into a little folder on the third page of your, of your smartphone, mm -hmm. then you could search for it when you needed it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if you have, again, if you have enough space, it's going to be limited on the amount of space and, and literally the bandwidth of you personally and digitally, right. what you're going to do. But these are all options. It's that same idea. I love that unsubscribing is another big one. Yes. yes. Unsubscribing. That's probably the other one you did. So I love that you that did is that. It. Because, right? We were on a cruise for a week, two weeks ago yep. um, for our anniversary this year. We went on a cruise and uh, it was supposed to be Cuba, but it wasn't because they shut down travel to Cuba. So that was depressing, but it was really fun and amazing. <laughs> but while I was gone, I seriously, my inbox was out of control and not from people that I wanted to hear with, it, hear from. It was all just stuff I've subscribed to over the last few years, probably 400 emails yeah. of stuff. And I was just like, unsubscribe, 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 went crazy with it. Cause I was like, this is ridiculous. Right. And so I don't even remember half of them. So. Yeah. And that's the thing is that you subscribe at some point, just like you said, you download an app when you need it. So paying attention to a time when you need it. And there's nothing wrong with subscribing for things you want to get a certain, um, you know, there's a there's an opt-in that's really interesting or something that would help you uh, in that moment but it's remembering later and I think the key is when it starts to come at you again hitting unsubscribe and making right. sure look for that link at the bottom or I think with gmail you actually have something in the header that you can look for mm -hmm. uh, that will help you more quickly unsubscribe there's a lot of different ways to do that or if you're really uncertain you could do a setting in gmail for example where you could have it go right into a folder and think yeah. about it for a little bit, right? So those are those are ways that you can, again, put that to the side for when you are ready. Do it on your own terms. That's that's you're right because we don't think about how when we're pummeled with this information, it can it it causes stress. It absolutely does. Another thing that I noticed is like, for me, I don't like to watch the news, but my husband does like to watch the news and it stresses me out so much. I want to be informed, yes. but I also don't want to see how awful people actually are in the yeah. world. So I have been watching the news with him the last few days and I realize how much it's stressing me out. So it's just another thing that I need to be aware of and not participate, not be involved, you know, read a book or something while he's watching the news. Cause I can't, I just can't deal with it. It's just another thing to declutter is it's, you think of it as things that you need to get rid of and simplify, but it's really a lot more. It's so true. It's the things that impact you. Like you said, if you're hanging out with people and, and they're really not supporting you, then put them at arm's length. Again, if they're family or if there's something complicated where you can't simply block, <laughs> you can block them versus unfriending them. And, you know, there are definitely options, but thinking about what's impacting you and what you can do. And I do the same thing. I actually volunteer to do the dishes during that time Smart. and let, and let the family watch the news. But, and I like to be informed. And by the way, there's a cool subscription that I, I did say yes to called skimmed. 
Hmm. And they kind of, they give you a little email with a little, here's what happened. And it's fun and it's clever and it just gives you the basics That's so that you're I mean. not, I right? Can't handle, I cannot yeah. handle all of the bad stuff in the world. And keeping in mind too, that when they do this, there is a, a sensationalism involved. What is their purpose behind it? I talk to my kids about this all the time yeah. in critical thinking. It's like, well, they want to make sure that you're tuned in because you're intrigued but sometimes we're intrigued in, we're, we're playing upon like the negative emotions of intrigue. Right, it's like yeah. sometimes people want attention and they'll do it in a really negative way to get it versus a positive way. And we have to seek out the ones that make us feel the best and show up the best. So I, you know, I think, I know that they're trying to give us information, but they're also very biased in their ways of doing it. Absolutely. So I'd rather get it someplace else. Yeah, I'm going to have to check that out because, yeah, I want to be informed. I really do. I don't want to stick my head in the sand, but no. it's just so difficult to, like, I can't sleep sometimes because it's so negative right. and awful. And you want to be able to show up and do what you can do in this world. And, you know, you have to do things like that in order to be your best you, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. So I know you offer coaching services. What exactly do you, are your offerings? Well, it, it's a variety based on uh, connecting together and going through the inventory of your life, the stuff of your life. So okay. it can be physical related. So I will do virtual organizing essentially, but also it's time management, energy management. It depends on, I guess, which clutter you come to and say, I'm stuck with this. And so we can do a combination of things, but it's all holistic in that we're tackling all the different areas. So at any given moment, we can be talking about what your schedule is like, and we can be co-creating a weekly template, which makes more sense, and, and that you're able to fill in. And I do what I call flex blocking, because a lot of people like and need to have flexibility. I believe in time blocking and I believe in getting everything on your calendar, but not everybody responds to it in the same way. And I work heavily in personalities and tendencies. I love Gretchen Rubin's four tendencies. That's especially important when it comes to productivity and understanding how you show up, how, how your inner and outer expectations manage what you do. And so it's kind of um, this concept that I have that I love is that our best productivity tool is self-awareness. It definitely is. Right? When we know how we tick, when we know, oh, I really like writing things down better, or um, I need to have it digital, or I, uh, um, my family is so important, it's hard for me to say no, or, you know, I like to do things differently all the time, and you can't make me do anything and you know what whatever it is that kind of like makes you tick understanding that we we delve into I know it's unusual it's like I want to do um you know have better time management okay let's talk about the five love languages what you know like so I I put together unexpected things because um there are ways to be really efficient. Uh, one of my favorite things, and it's like an official tradition, whenever I talk to anybody, I have to bring it up. It's the 80-20 rule, the Pareto principle. 80% of your results come from 20% of your effort. Give or take. You see that ratio everywhere. One of my favorites is in your closet. 80% of what you wear is probably 20% of what you have, unless you've decluttered enough to get a capsule wardrobe. But for the most part, you're going to see that 80% of your income is going to come from 20% of your clients. And that concept, that ratio is great for leveraging because you can look at that and say, where do I need to put my energy? 
Right. Where does my energy make the most sense? And I'm going to get the furthest, the best, the fastest sometimes, or the best. So those are the different ways that I work with clients. And then it's, um, it depends on what they need. It's all customized, but generally speaking, we can have a one shot and intensive, or we can work ongoing. And, you know, you know yourself, if you need a weekly, like accountability check-in, we do that versus if you just want a monthly strategy session, we do that. So, Very nice. I love yeah. that. And thank you. I'm totally a writer downer. Like I have to write and I only figure I'm, I just turned 43 years old and I only figured it out last year, which is really ridiculous. But I try, you know, I, I work in the digital realm so much mm-hmm. that I really thought that that should be where I would you know, use a calendar. I use Google Calendar, and I have a Google Calendar, but I also have a real calendar that I actually have to write things down in, and I won't forget it if it's in the written calendar. If it's in the digital calendar, I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. (laughs) I think a big part of that, again, there's there's a connection with our brains, and you know, there were studies about children or you know young adults in in classrooms Mm -hmm. taking notes with computers versus taking handwritten notes and how there is a connection with our brain and I do the same thing actually I love having my journals I love writing notes for my clients and and just making that connection but I still have you know multiple Google calendars and (laughs) cross-reference and color code everything I think you can do both you can be a hybrid but again you figure out what works for you right whatever it is. (laughs) It's it's cured my mom brain. That's all I know is that, you know, I, I actually, well, that's not true because I forgot my son has a choir concert tomorrow (laughs) because I didn't write it down, but that's why. So, you know, it, it happens, right? Yes. Do you have any, like, um, any courses coming up or any free offers you want to talk about or anything like that? Sure. Thank you. Uh, well, the first thing is a free offer that always stands uh, on my website, positivelyproductive.com. There's a number of free resources, but the one in particular I want to mention is my declutter and de-stress workbook. And it has a system that I created that combines sort of all the things that we talked about with decluttering. It's a mix of what I call value-based decluttering and understanding. This is from a professional organizer. It's as if we're getting together and here's all the questions I'm going to ask you essentially or the categories of the questions. And it's simple, S-I-M-P-L-E. And it covers those elements that you need to to uh, question, to do, and to uh, connect in order to declutter in a way that's really going to last for you. Because I think sometimes we tackle decluttering in only a piece of that, you know, one yeah. small element. Uh, for example, I'll use Marie Kondo as an example. She talks about spark joy. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that, and for many people that's helpful. But if you're one of those people where you're like, I'm not getting getting that. It's because it's not it's not enough. It's not rounded enough to incorporate the other things, the other filters you need to consider. So that okay. declutter and de-stress workbook is free to anyone who would like it. They're awesome. welcome to get that off my website. And I am spinning off that workbook into a decluttering membership awesome. starting uh, January 2020. And so I'm excited about that because of exactly what we talked about today. So thank you for that. That that 
clutter is is inside and out and it's so important to touch upon both and sometimes you have to bounce back and forth and you know uh, take care of and clean out the outside and then tenderly address the inside and and just keep going back and forth it's all a process and it's all good and you're right where you're supposed to be (laughs) and decluttering itself is a like a lifelong process it's some I mean I do it three or four times a year go through the whole house and get rid of stuff that we don't use that is, you know, so in good condition that somebody else could use. Yeah. Whatever, you know, it's, but it's, I think the people feel like they should be able to do it and then it's done, but that's yeah. not the way it works. No, it's a constant process. And the more that you are at peace with that and understand that all the shifts that we have in life, like you talking about your son <laughs> and like <laughs> anticipating, huh? Okay. Um, yeah. Little emotions. I'm not crying. You're crying, but <laughs> you know, it's like, those those life transitions that we have, sometimes there are obvious things. Oh, you had a baby. Oh, you moved. You know, oh, someone passed away. Those are big. But sometimes the littler ones, you know, there's a shift in. They went from elementary school to high school, and now there are different demands. Or, you know, now you uh, are volunteering someplace different, or you're attending a new church. Or, you know, there's all these things that happen in our lives, these shifts right. that happen. And they actually, there's always a connection to the kind of clutter that you have. Even when you learn something new, you have a learning curve, right? Maybe you spend all your energy learning something and suddenly the things you were attending to in the house are not being attended to. It happens. (laughs) So, So embrace it and say, oh, that's what happened. I got this. And then, okay. smart. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here with me today. And if, do you have like a Facebook group or anything you want to send people to, or just your website? Well, you know, the website positivelyproductive.com has all the links. If you hang out on Facebook, I'm at Positively Productive and we can direct you where you want to go from there. Or if you like to hang out on Instagram, I'm positively underscore Lisa. And that's where we have the most fun because I'm absolutely wild when it comes to that. You may see cats, you may see kids, you may see, you will always see jokes because we have to laugh through it all. And, and we just, we have to have fun. Thank you so much. I, I so appreciate you. Uh, inviting me here to talk about my favorite topic and uh, I, I I love that we could encourage people together today me too thanks so much for being here all right so is there a specific time that you want this to air or anything like that like you said that you have something coming January so do you want like early January because I haven't I've done I don't know seven or eight interviews this week but only one person had a specific date she wanted and so she's December 30th but anything else is wide open so well when is the next time you're planning to I mean I figured you would you would have your own schedule and it's all good with me but um well it's this is just something that I'm just starting out doing with my podcast Okay. So, um, so I have all like I think I have 15 total that I have to do before Christmas and then I was going to schedule two a week out from there mm-hmm. um because I have another 20 after Christmas <laughs> that are already scheduled to uh, record, haven't been recorded yet. But um, so, yeah, I, I was really just trying to, if anybody had anything specific they were offering like early in the year, I wanted to. Yeah, I think, I mean, these. if you can do something in, in January, I think that's sure. fabulous. Um, okay. Because I'm, you know, I was trying to get because this is brand new founding members in but but I I love doing things just a little bit differently like everyone's like you have to start January 1st and I'm like you know what's going to happen January 1st you're going to wake up and you're going to be like oh my god it's a new year (laughs) 
you're, exactly. you're not going to be ready for it. So I love that random, like, it's January 17th. Now let's talk. Perfect. <laughs> So, I love yeah, it. something like that. Is I also love that you ask about love languages and stuff like that. That's so clever. But Thank like, you. so I'm a web designer, you know, too. And one of like, I have a form I have people fill out and ask all kinds of weird questions. Like, what's your favorite place to travel? And who's your favorite literary character? And people are like, why are you even asking me that? And I'm like, it helps me understand who you are. Like, yeah. I need to know that kind of stuff. So I love yeah. that you ask your do different things too so thank you yeah because it's so funny how when we realize or you know it's it's like it's this magic that you're like it feels like magic and it's like well it is but it isn't because once I you understand your love language then you start to think about your husband's love language and then you realize oh he likes quality time but really it just means sitting with him at the tv Right. And as long as I make a concerted effort to be there, a couple, I've just worked with a client. Um, she's actually a productivity coach as well. I'm starting to get my people showing up, you know, like I'm starting to get into that loop, which is really cool. I enjoy yeah. it so much. And so she's developing, you know, her her business and also doing VA work and, and, you know, growing into all of that and wants some evenings to work, but again, doesn't want that oh my gosh, I'm, you know, my family feels like I'm being taken away from them. So we talked about that kind of balance. And that's all part of time management. When you Mm -hmm. qualify things the right way, and you're in line with your values, and everybody's on board, because they feel like they're being supported. Boom. Absolutely, (laughs) right? right. No, that's absolutely the truth. I figured you'd get that with the whole life coaching and just your whole philosophy. I'm like, she's gonna get it. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, I think it's something that we don't like people who aren't in that space. Like they just, it doesn't even occur to them. It doesn't. It doesn't at all. And then once you explain, they're like, Oh, 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 yeah. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you for listening to the just boldly go podcast. You can check out uh, all we've got going on over at justboldlygo.com. And uh, you can check out my book, mom versus debt, how I paid off $64,000 in credit card debt in under three years without becoming a stripper at momversusdebt.com.